get your head set to swivel. Watch they villains coming on, they pivot. Strike, cover cost syrup, drop in a quick gas minute, red pill, pop. We living in stressful times, bigs. Give so much of us, you dig? Feel fake and sick, hungered pig. Digital bits sink deep in. Click, mouse, click. Touch, matrix-like. Skin, sift. Now watch yourself, here comes the shit. Go on, call for help, maybe it's just a glitch. Call for help, maybe it's just a glitch. Call for help, maybe it's just a glitch. Hold up, man, I am feeling sick. Call for help, maybe it's just a glitch. Call for help, maybe it's just a glitch. Call for help, maybe it's just a glitch. Hold up, man, I am feeling sick. Welcome to the Truth the Power Podcast. I am Curious G. How does one speak truth to power? On this show, we do it in our art. We do it through our music, in the poetry of our language, or by the comedy we find in the darkness of days. This art may offend, for we are imperfectly human and uncensored. We hope the themes will enlighten as well as entertain. From the Truth to Power podcast, we wish to build enthusiasm for being connected. Hope you enjoy the show. Psst. Hey, psst. Hey, I got a secret. This is the Truth to Power podcast with your boy, Ace Cannon. I got my man across the way. Curious G. And we back, y'all. Came in all creepy, dude. Yeah, what well, spooky times, man? It's Halloween. It's Halloween, <laughs> baby. Got to be a little spooky. I like, I like Halloween, dude. Everybody gets to dress up. It's and fun. Shit. Mm. So, where are we at these days? <sighs> We're right here, right now. Mm. That's where I am. Are you sure? <laughs> well, <laughs> who knows? Take a quick time. inventory. Let me see. I'm in this chair, mentally here. Are you yeah. the, are you in the matrix, man? You, yes, you know I am. How do we know we're not? <clears throat> Dude, I saw a clip once of a, a kid. This is how he said how we're not in the matrix. He walked up to his dad, slapped him on the face, and the dad was going, <laughs> and he goes, "That's why we're not in the matrix." Are you out? Oh, it's cool. Damn! Put your glasses back on. <laughs> <laughs> and the dad looked at him. I thought that shit was hilarious. Oh. Um, you you don't know, but it just feels like a lot of strange things happen. Mm. So it's just, uh, I don't know, just weird, weird things. All right. So I don't know if it's as important to ask if we are in the Matrix or maybe why. Why are we in the Matrix? Oof. Why, why would we be in the Matrix? Well, I mean, you'd got to give props to something more intelligent than you that was able to create something that mm. is there. Well, okay, so you take that mm. movie, The Matrix, yeah. right? They're all asleep in the program, mm -hmm. you know. But there was some that woke up mm -hmm. that asked, like, what's Why? real? Why? Well, yeah, they, huh. they wanted to yeah. know. They needed to know more. So what, what kept somebody in the matrix? Was it the fact that they didn't want to know? I think, yeah, you're just in your, your day to day. You're just part of the program. Mm. You know, like they would say, like, you're just walking through life, just almost like they call them like an NPC, like a non-playable character. You're just walking around, doing your thing. You go to the same bank. It's like the Truman Show shit. You do the same thing every day, go rolling around, you just say hello to your peeps and... 
You think you're living life, but are you? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You ever have those conversations that like you, you swear to God, nobody's even paying attention? Oh, you know, well, yeah. You get to the coffee stand. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> what are you doing today? What's yeah. your day like? You don't give a shit. Mm-mm. I don't give a shit either. Mm-mm. Why are we talking? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's facts. I like saying like, we just be completely transparent. Yeah. You don't talk. I don't talk. Yeah. All right. Cool. I guess we all deserve it. All right. So this, this track here, uh, Glitch, I was, uh, basically it's my version of the Matrix, mm-hmm. you know, um, And, you know, it's one of those songs that it gets a little poetic at times and you don't really know exactly what it's saying. Um, But I think that's kind of what it's like to be in the Matrix. You know, just, um, it has like a a surface reality to it. Like, I hear everything that's going on. I don't see shit. Mm. Like, or I see everything going on, you know, but I don't feel anything. It's just like. Well, what I think actually keeps people in that Matrix is, is fear. You know, mm-hmm. um, like we, we like to be comfortable, yes. you know, and the people that um, were okay with being kind of comfortable in the uncomfortable were, were guys like Neo in that movie that mm-hmm. asked those questions, you know, but most people don't ask those questions, right? Quiet in the mind. Don't, don't, don't stir up shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, be, be more like Forrest Gump. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just fall in line. Yeah. But it was the ones that, um, in the, in the movie, anyways, that that just weren't okay with the way things were. It just didn't make sense. Yeah, it just didn't make sense, and they couldn't leave it alone. Yeah, you know. And that was his thing, you know, the whole thing. I just coincidentally, and I don't maybe it was this. I don't know. I can't remember when I watched The Matrix, but I recently watched it within the last month. Mm. Um, yeah, I just I watched it two nights going to sleep. Um, I watched like the first half of it and the second half of the second night, but I don't remember when it was, but I was recently like, bro, that's such a fucking good movie, man. It is. (laughs) It's such a good movie. It really is. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think there's very few movies that um, uh, have as much to say as that film. Um, I would actually put Star Wars up there. Star Wars has a lot to say. A lot of people don't see it that way, but I, I think it's one of the most complex stories that has ever been told in film. And Matrix would fall into that category too. Um, I think that they kind of they 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 were they they had to fight against their own success, right? Like that first flick, it just really it's the bar so high. Yeah, it's almost it's impossible. Almost it's arguably you know one of the most influential movies in our life, my lifetime. You know, like premiere wise, world phenomenon wise. Like it was a special thing. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't happen every day like that. We were actually talking about it at work because um, <clears throat> I brought it up. And I go, when's the last time like people were like gung ho about a movie? And I go, and I, I, go, I don't mean a trip like, like, because I was like Lord of the Rings and like all these things. I go, yeah, those are stories. So like they were already like wrote. And I go, I know that The Matrix is also, you know, a story. But I was like, but it's like a franchise. I go, this is kind of in its own little thing when it started. Mm. It was kind of, and we were talking about, I don't know if people remember this, but when the preview came out, you don't, you didn't quite know what the movie was. You knew kind of what it was, but not really. So I remember going into the theater, not actually knowing exactly what it was going to be. And afterwards I just went, whoa. And I, we went again a couple of days later. 
Mm-hmm. You know, because I was, I was infatuated with that movie the first time I saw this it. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. Well, you know, it's it's one of those, um, it's one of those films that that I wanted to actually write a song and make a comparison uh, to the music I was doing, because you know, I think that I think that technology has reshaped humanity in a lot of interesting ways. Okay. You know, and that that was kind of the song glitch as I was kind of looking at. Um, not just the information that we take in that creates this false reality, but actually how how technology gives us this false reality. And I'll, I'll use it as this example, right? We have the ability to control nature to a certain extent, mm-hmm. right? Like we can have air conditioning to keep us cool in the summer. We could have heat to keep us warm in the wintertime. Um, we've got these nice walls that keeps nature where it's supposed to be outside, not crawling on my ass when I'm trying to sleep. Right. Uh, so, uh, we have this, we have this ability to control nature to a certain degree and it gives us this false reality in a sense uh, that we have this power over nature. We're safe. Yeah. At any minute, this could all be over. Yeah. Any second, any millisecond, you know? You really break it down, but so one of the one of the really neat movies to me also is the Alien movie, and what I what I find interesting about Aliens is um, in the Alien movie, humanity is completely separated from nature. They're living on this this ship, you know, they're traveling back to Earth or wherever they're going, but humanity is is trapped within um, the ship when this weapon of mass destruction gets out. You know, the Alien. But they're completely surrounded by technology, and and this is kind of, in a sense, a metaphor for where I see humanity today. In some ways, we're we're kind of becoming surrounded by technology, mm-hmm. where we're dependent upon it, and it's changed the very fabric of reality. Um, now, if you take this uh, simulated um, universe theory that they have, right, uh, the idea that we're actually living out a program, and we're actually these these avatars Mm -hmm. that are living out a simulated reality. Um, If you take that as a concept, you know, I think that some of the people, what they actually say is that, that this is probably the past, right? That technology has already advanced civilization so far. Yeah. Right. That, that the simulation that we are within (laughs) is coming from the future. I've heard, you know, I've heard that before, that theory of just, you know, aliens are actually just humans from the future that are able to come back in the past, you know, and dictate things that they see, like they know the future. So they're going to try to change it, but can you change the future? You know, it's like a whole, a whole different thought process of, can you really? Maybe, maybe it's trying to understand what happened. And, and maybe like, and that's why I don't know, like I always say, like, I don't know, Yeah, but, uh, but it's. I don't know, man. There's something crazy going on though. This is, it's just like for us, you know, this is such a rarity life. Mm. Like we don't know. We actually don't know for sure. Like we, I mean, we, you can guess like, you know, the pair, what is it? Fermi paradox. Like there's Goldilocks planets and blah, 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 blah. Like there's X billions of planets that can be earth-like, but so far it's just us. And they always say, you know, that's either, what's it like? It's scary or it's crazy if we're the only people in the, no, it's crazy. It's crazy that if we're not the only people in the universe, but it's even crazier if we are to me. Mm. Cause it's, um, there's a song I made years ago with this guy when I was part of team stack, shout out Stefano. Uh, we made a song 
And it was just, uh, there's a, a bridge that kind of starts like that. Mm. And we talk about it. It'd be crazy if we are the only thing in this universe. It's fucking insane. <laughs> you just blew my fucking mind. Well, you know, thinking about this, you know, the state of the matrix. And I think that in, in a certain degree, we're all kind of in that matrix. We're in this fabricated reality, right? That's designed to keep us in our place and moving forward without really challenging the powers that be, right? So that's kind of the idea of, of the, the song um, and also the film to a certain degree. But I, I was, I'm really curious, like I said, is, is what actually keeps us there? And I think it is fear. I think that we're in the age of fear. Um, and what I want to ask is, do people fear the unknown so much that as a vulnerable society that's filled with anxiety over basic interactions, right? Like people have so much anxiety, mm -hmm. the, the fear of each other, all this and that, right? Are we groomed as a society by the powers that be to surrender freedom for security? Yes. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, we definitely give up quite a bit, uh, you know, because we would, people always assume, you know, we're for, you're free, your freedoms here. And it's like, well, I always say, well, yeah, you have freedoms as long as you do what we want you to do. Mm. You know, that's how it kind of feels to me. It's like, oh, you have all the freedom if you do it the way we want, which is not freedom at all, you know, which is ironic because we are like the most free world, but we're not really free at all. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see us as very free. Nah, well, I mean, I look at it because I told you, you know, my whole thing is debt is a new slavery. Yeah. Like there's no doubt in my mind. You know, okay, I can tell you something. You ready for this? I've I've never owned a, well, I just recently, this, this is the first year I've owned a credit card. Okay. Um, I just never have. I've always been a person that like, if I didn't have cash, I wouldn't buy it. Um, <clears throat> but a, the lady at the bank was going like, you eat, a, you eat out a lot. Um, you should use this card because you get X amount of dollars back. And I do. I mean, I made a little money. It's, it's actually better because I'm just making money off what I would already spend. So it's, yeah. it's logic, right? Yeah, yeah. But this is what made me laugh. So I made my payments on time for the last six months, right? They wanted to raise my, raised my limit, <clears throat> which was, you know, understandable. I do all right. So they were just like, well, you make a good amount. You can, you can raise it to X amount of dollars. And I go, well, that's funny. I go, what's my minimum then? And right now my minimum paid is only $40 a month. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mind you, they were like, oh, you know, it just double. So it'd be 80. So it sounds like a good deal, but I'm like, so wait, so you want my $80 a minimum to double my amount I can spend? I go, the logic in that is just setting people up to fail if they don't understand money. I go, bro, that's horrible. And she's like, well, you know, you've been really good about your payments. I go, yeah, but I have money. I go, so I can pay that. I, I, I use that like cash. If I don't have the money in my checkings, I don't even use my debit or my credit card. And she goes, well, you're doing it right. And I go, well, then you shouldn't be giving people fucking money. <laughs> I go, you're part of the problem. Like, we were having this whole conversation. It was a friendly conversation. Yeah. But I was just like, that's crazy. I go, you're just setting people up to fail. And I go, God bless America. That's what I said to her. And she started kind of laughing, but I was like, I'm not joking. Like this place is so wild. And she thought I was just, she was like, okay, well, you're not angry. And I was like, no, cause I'm not going to do it. Mm. I go, I don't care at all. I just think it's hilarious. I go, I don't need more than what you guys give me. That's more than enough. You know, so it's just, I don't know, I found that pretty funny and just ironic this week. We've had so. enough of this nonsense. And, you know, I think that people, in order to be comfortable, they'll give away a lot of things. You know, like, uh, I want to buy it right now. Yeah. Um, I'll yeah. let you increase my 
you know, overall limit. Yes, I want to buy this right yeah, now. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, you've just extended yourself for how long for those payments? Yeah, for whatever you, re- do you really need it? You know, we someone said something to me today because they, you know, I don't have a, I don't have a car. Yeah. And they were kind of making fun of it in a sense. And I was like, well, it's all by choice though. I go, it's not that I don't want to, I mean, I could go buy a car tomorrow if I wanted. Cash, probably. uh, Cash, I could, yeah. Yeah. And I go, but I don't, I go, but I live three bus stops, (laughs) a 20 minutes walk. I go, what's the point? What's the point of having a car if I don't need it? Mm. And people think they're like, well, I couldn't live without a car. And I go, you haven't tried. I go, I've lived the last eight years without a car and I'm fine. I'm never late to a damn thing. (laughs) And I read a lot. Yeah. You know, so it's, there's, it's just how you want to look at it. You know, like my debt is my, how much have I spent on that card? That's basically all the debt I have. So anyways. But, you know, I think that, that we live in this, this society that is filled with anxiety and filled with fear. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that that's a dangerous place. Fear mixed with anxiety? Well, yeah. You, yeah. All right. You think about the, the younger generation that's coming up now, Right. Um, there's a lot of social anxiety with this generation. There's a lot of fear. It doesn't stop. It just doesn't seem to stop. No, it doesn't. People aren't, um, as resilient as they once were, you know? And I think that, that, that kind of uncomfortability, that kind of fear, um, people would surrender a lot in order to be comfortable. Oh, just make those decisions for me. Yeah. Just make those decisions for me, which is, which is dangerous um, if you look back in history where we've just let governments make decisions. Yeah. Right? It's not always in the best interest of you, my friend. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's a difference between um, feeling secure and, and, and giving up our freedom, you know, to a yeah. certain, certain degree. And with this matrix concept, I think that, that we buy into a lot of things and we know it's not true, you know, but we'll, we'll buy into the idea of it because it makes us kind of, you know, just maybe even moral, like the undertone of what you're actually trying to do is like moral, morally actually right. But you don't, it's not, nothing's that simple when you're talking about hundreds of millions of people involved. Well, okay. Yeah. Like let's say you take politics. Yeah. Everybody knows they're full of shit. Yeah. Everybody knows. We all know. Mm-hmm. Why do we listen to these motherfuckers, dude? We turn on the TV. We want to hear what they're going to say at the Because I want to win. Well, I mean, but, but we know they're full of shit. We know they're going to lie Yeah, but he's us. less full of shit, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, he's, she's less full of shit. So I, I can go with that. You know, it's okay, but they're still full of shit. Yeah. Yeah, but less, though. So oh. you're, justifying your, you're justifying your reasons. Your reasonings for insanity. <laughs> You know, and I, I think it's because we're, we're kind of happy in the Matrix a little bit. Remember the dude in, in the Matrix yeah. that he says, look, I want to go back in, but know. I don't want to remember none of he's this. He's like, I want to be famous. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, someone important. Yeah. Yeah. What was that guy's name? Uh, I can't remember his name right now. Uh, his T-Tech, Tech. Yeah, dude. Uh, Tech was the guy. I just, I should know this. I just, I can tell you everything else he does. The steak. I like the steak scene. When he's like, I know this is a steak and it doesn't taste like anything but I'm going to eat it because I know that it tastes like something or something, how he says it, but it's just, it's just interesting. 
Yeah, it was like Cyrus. Cyrus, Cyrus. Something like that, dude. It was <laughs> Cypher. 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 It was motherfucking Fuck. Cypher. Yeah, he, Cypher. Okay. Yeah. So Cypher, Cypher just wanted to be comfortable. Yes. He didn't want to know. You know, he wanted to be right there in the matrix. He didn't want to know anymore. Yeah. He he, he just wanted to be comfortable. Well, because he, he didn't like the truth. He truth didn't want ma- the truth He didn't power. want the truth to power. No. Yeah. So that question that I just asked is, is the people fear the unknown so much uh, that, especially in a society like us, that has so much anxiety, that's, that's so fearful, right? Um, are we being groomed to surrender freedom? I think that, yes. I think because they do use fear and you can use, it, 9-11 is a really good example in the Patriot Act. Yes. Because they took away so much freedoms in the, you know, in the, in the name of safety to the country, you know, we need to do these things because we can't have people just coming in at any time. So we're just doing it out of your best interest because we care about you Mm. and we care about everything that you need, even though you don't have health insurance, but everything else we care about. Of course I care, Paul dearest. So this is a, a quote, Frank Ferretti, right? He's a professor of sociology. He said, relieving people of the burden of freedom in order to make them feel safe is a reoccurring theme in the history of authoritarian. I'm see, I'm getting tongue tied and twisted. Authoritarian? Authoritarianism. Oh, (laughs) authoritarianism. Oh, Jesus Christ. Being, Being like this ultimate authority, like a totalitarian society. Right. So he's, he's basically saying, you know, this is in history, something that has happened over and over is that people will give up their freedom in order to feel safe, you know? Um, and, and this is kind of where I see things now, like how many things in technology make it safer for us, make it easier for us. You just touch your fingerprint here and that's your password, right? You don't have to remember that shit no more, you know? You see, you seen at Whole Foods that you just put your hand over the palm? No, no, I haven't been to Whole Foods. Oh, okay. So I, I eat Whole Foods probably three times a week for lunch. Okay. And uh, it, now you can just put your hand over the scanner and it scans your hand and it goes out of your your Amazon account. Oh, geez. You don't even, you don't literally, I, you don't have to have a damn thing. Convenience. Walk in there and just say, oh. that's wild. So how important is our safety and security compared to protecting our freedom? Depends on the person, man. Some people are okay. Mm-hmm. Like they're more than okay being, like they're just content. And who am I to tell them anything else? You know, I'm nobody. Who am I to judge you? you if you're happy, you're happy. If you're content, you're content. I couldn't live like that. I'm trying not to as much as I can. Um, I try to take as full advantage as I can with my freedoms and try to read. Like now that I'm, there's a book, a list of 10 books that I found that you're not supposed to read in the South. Well, guess my next 10 books are. <laughs> it's like, don't tell me I can't read something. Well, you know, when COVID was, was going on. Okay. Do you remember when they had the, the vaccination cards that you needed mm-hmm. to have here? Yeah. Okay. So Lynn was still in Canada. She's in Montreal at the time. And I'm talking to her and, you know, about what's going on over there. Um, so this was the deal over there. You couldn't come into a store unless you had one of those cards. 
like in, a grocery into the store. store. Yeah, like okay. a grocery store. They weren't letting people in the grocery store to buy food. If you wanted to buy food, you better go get yourself a vaccination. So they made you get vaccinated yeah, to eat. To go into the grocery store. Yes, to, to eat. To like so to eat. You, so yes. If, yes. So go some, yes. So so if you didn't get it, they were gonna starve you to death. Basically. And okay. I said to Lynn, I'm like, well, that's fucked up. And she's like, no, no, it's it, it's the way it should be because everybody that's walking around is like a bullet. This just, you know, it could, you could take somebody's life, right? Like you could have this COVID mm-hmm. and you can spread it in, in the, the next person. Yeah. So you're like a bullet is yeah. what she's saying, walking around. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I said, but the thing is, is the vaccination card doesn't stop that bullet. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it doesn't stop the Dude. bullet. It, it it lessened your symptoms and it helped gave you an extra like- It emotionally just made you secure. Yeah. That's all it did. It's like it's cold in the room and you get a blanket yeah. while other motherfuckers ain't got a blanket. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But- you know, for her, in her mind, they they were doing everything right by requiring people to show those cards. And there was a lot of people that felt that way in Canada, right? The, they the felt that way here too. That, that felt that way here too. But over there, they were a little bit more okay with having less freedom for more increased security. We're here. I don't think that we would have been okay with that. I don't, you know, I think there's a sense of getting taken care of by your government too. Um, like we don't have faith in ours. Like, yeah, things may take a little longer, but you'll get to a doctor eventually. Like here, you can't guarantee that, Mm. you know? And there's some, so when you have things that are getting taken care of by your government, it's easy to listen a little bit more. Like I'm sure that the Swedish government is, it's easy to implement stuff there because everyone, it's like pretty much everyone is in agreement with something, but man, it's just, I don't know. That just seems wild to me because it's almost obvious to me that, you're, that's that's taking freedom. I don't understand how it's giving you anything. That's you know, safe. It's I don't. well. What's crazy to me is that food to me is a human right. I think to eat. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it, I think it's a human right. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It Drink is some water. It's, it's, yeah, it's a human right, yeah. dude. Um, For sure. You know, we shouldn't have people starving None. in this country, especially, uh, you know, if there's a, a, a sickness out there like that, you know, that, that's dangerous. We're going to deny people food. Food. You know, like that food's going to give them strength to maybe fight an illness. Yeah, it's, that's wild to me. I didn't actually know that. Yeah. Well, I don't think that most Americans yeah, do. I didn't know that at all. Unless you know somebody in, in the country and you're in conversation yeah. at the time, like we didn't know. And this is this is kind of the idea of glitch, right? Like like being in the matrix is like, we're all, all in our own little bubbles of reality. You know what I mean? True. And, and there's... Uh, and there's a reality that we don't really know what's going on in other parts of the world. Facts. Like we can watch that shit on TV and we can, it seems a certain way, but until you're actually there, you don't know. You don't know. No, you don't. So years ago, <laughs> there was a Spanish American war, right? And this was one of the more famous quotes that, that was said at the time. So, Basically, there was a guy that was in charge of one of the big newspapers um, here in the United States. It was This was before television, obviously, late 1800s, early 1900s era, you know, sometime right, right around there. Newspapers was like the way that people got their news, right? And um, they basically had sent reporters to get pictures and to tell the story 
in order to bring us to a point of the Spanish-American War, right? Like we had people that wanted us to go to this war. And um, the the newspaper guy that sent journalists down there, he's talking to his his journalists. And his journalists are like, look, man, um, there's really not a lot going on down here. Everything's kind of good. And you know what he said, and this is the quote that's kind of been famous. You give me the pictures, I'll oh, give you the war. Okay. In other words, make it look like yeah. what we want it to look like. Right? So that was um, an early sample of the newspapers having enough power with the, with the images that it showed people to create a reality for people, you know, to, to bring us to a point of war. And, and since then, like, we've known what the power in propaganda that we have over a society, right? Um, would you say that when we went to the Vietnam War that, that there was certain people that were living in this reality for America um, that I, believed that we needed to go to this war? And for sure. You know? Yeah, like, there always is. That, that movie that Tom Cruise was in, um, Born on the Fourth of July— Right where he lost his fucking legs, you know. Like, did you ever see that movie? I don't think I have. Great movie, great movie, great movie. So he plays this uh, kid that volunteers. He had this whole idea of what America was. Mm-hmm. Um, he had the whole idea of what the war was about. He he volunteers and goes over to fight in Vietnam and then loses his legs. Okay. And and the movie is really about him coming to terms with um, himself as a human being. Right. Um, but his whole view of America changed severely over the course of the film. Right. His idea of what America was, what we stood for and what we were about and his reality, his his view of the world all of a sudden had a glitch in the matrix. <laughs> and he started to realize that the world that I've been living in that I see isn't the world as it is. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, it. It is. I, I, you know, I always enjoy talking to, you know, Jasper. Uh, he's in Nigeria and just hearing certain things, you know, I didn't, unless you're following it, you just don't know. They're in hyperinflation right now. Mm. Things are happening to them that they've never experienced within the country because they're trying to reestablish the, their dollar or whatever they use there, you know, like their, their currency, excuse me. And, but yeah, hyperinflation, man. He goes, but it's w- weird hearing him say how much expensive things are. And now we'd be like, I wish they were the, that price here. You know, that's just how crazy the world is though. Yeah. Because for them, it's so expensive that no one can really eat to where I'm like, bro, I wish those were the prices of my stuff. Mm. Cause this is, cause he asked me like, how much is this? And I was just telling him certain things. He's like, damn, okay. You guys are way expensive in comparison. I was like, yeah, man, it's really expensive to live here. I go, it's not cheap Yeah. at all. Yeah. Like I, I, you know, the rent that is paid for this place, mm. the one we're in is more than most people, some people make in a year. Mm. in a month you know yeah. it's just it's wild dude most people in the world live on two dollars a day two dollars a day yeah two dollars a day so you know i mean i i spend that on energy drinks you can't walk outside without spending twenty dollars well, that's what they say you know, once you leave the once you leave your house you're spending money <laughs> <clears throat> all right so you know um you know, one of the things in this song is is, is that the, i think that we're in a place in society where we we want to be taken care of and we don't really always want to know 
um, what it takes to take care of us. Yeah, we don't right? even know how the sausage made. That, that's what I was just going to say yeah. is, is we, want this, we want the sausage on, on the pizza, but we don't want to know how it's made, Yeah, right? So we're giving up some of the, the freedom of eating good food, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> Yeah, you know, because we don't want to know what, how the sausage is made. Um, you like sausage? I do. Me too. I do. I'm a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a filthy motherfucker. Let me tell you something, man. <laughs> right, so go. one day <laughs> I'm, I'm at work <laughs> and uh, I I had this thing when I was in my 30s, right? Like if you stopped at a, a 7-Eleven, there was a few things that I liked to fuck with, right? Them little hot sausage link things. Like you know the, big, I mean? the big bite? Yeah, it's stuff like or that. The hot link? Yeah, uh-huh. little uh-huh. different little things. Spicy, like, you know, spicy bite. Little, little meat and cheese, you know, a little okay. snack. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I went and got this little spicy thing one day. I was eating a bunch of them, right? And I, I just happened to, you ever read the ingredients? Like when you're sitting there eating something? Occasionally. You're just like eating a Snickers bar uh-huh. and you're just reading through the ingredients? <laughs> All right. So I, I'm, I'm sitting there eating my sausage. <laughs> and I don't know why, but I was reading the ingredients and the first ingredient of this motherfucker was beef lips. <laughs> I mm. said, beef lips? Mm. How much lips did they put in this motherfucker? It's, it's a lot of lips. It's a lot of lips. <laughs> a lot of lip. the first ingredient, <laughs> That's dude. a lot of lips, boy. So you know, you're just eating a big ass lip, yeah. right? And I started thinking to myself, you know, I ain't smiling right now and neither is this motherfucking cow. <laughs> dude, that's that's funny. That cow was not smiling. He just didn't have lips. Yeah. <laughs> Got a lot of teeth. A lot of teeth. Oh, dude. But yeah, so, the, the <laughs> you know, talk about the Matrix, dude. You start reading the ingredients of the food and you're oh, like, God bro. damn. Yeah. Someone told me once, like, if you can't read it, don't eat it. Then I go, then I'm going to fucking starve, bro. I mean, I said that when I was a kid, but I remember saying that. All right. So in this song, um, there, there's... I, I did get a little poetic in this song, you know, and I, I have a tendency to do that. I, I was writing maybe 10 or 15 songs at this period of time where I was getting very poetic. And, and sometimes it's hard to understand what the fuck I'm talking about. But in, in, the, in the second verse, I, I allude to Ray Charles. What do you know about Ray Charles? He was blind. He was blind. Was, did you know he was married? Yes. Well, I I know whatever the movie told me. Oh, you just know about? I don't know Ray Charles like that. Okay. Yeah, I just watched the I watched the movie. Right, that's it. Dude, what was your what was your favorite part of that movie? Um, my favorite part in that movie was actually the was actually the first time that he went to the studio. Oh, it was actually okay. my favorite time when because uh, they were like. I don't know. Haven't I really like white guys going to bat for black guys? <laughs> I'll be honest with you. That shit, I always like that. Where I'm like, bro, you were going against the grain. Like that's what it's more so not because of what it is, but it's like, bro, you literally were going against the grain. Being like, no, man, you guys are old. Mm. Like this white guy telling other white guys, like, bro, you just don't see the future. That's him. This is him. And then right when he starts, everyone was like, yeah, we fucked up. This is the truth right here. Mm. You know, and then watching them. Mm, mm, mm. One of but, my favorite parts of that was that song that was like the gospel song. Um, it was his big famous fucking song. Uh, Tell me what I say. What I say. Remember that song? Mm-hmm. Tell me what I say. And what I, what I really like about that song is the fact that he's talking to his wife at the time. You know, uh, tell your ma, tell your pa, I'm going to send you back to Arkansas. 
you know. And Ray Charles is a little bit of a rough motherfucker yeah. in this song, right? He's talking to his wife at the time. He's like, listen, I'm going to send you right back home. I ain't going to take none of your shit. Now tell me what I say. Mm. <laughs> that was some thug shit. That's some wild I shit. I want you to repeat yeah. for me Go what ahead. I just told you. Go ahead. Right? Yep. So, you know, but in this song, like in, in Glitch, I kind of allude a little bit to Ray Charles because I'm trying to paint this picture of us living like Ray Charles, right? Okay. We're, we're kind of blind to a few things, Right. Um, so the way the lyrics goes is, uh, like love in this loveless world, right? It shoves us, makes us hurt, fight over money, power, worth, sight, like Ray lost Della's eyes, blind fight on the ropes, slide a hand, nothing left but hope, you know? So, so I'm kind of talking a little bit like that, right? Mm -hmm. And, and what I'm actually talking about where I say sight, like Ray lost Della's eyes, right? Um, this was his wife. This was the one person that he was supposed to have a relationship with, that he's supposed to be close to, right? But he was blind, but she couldn't see him anymore, right? It was like she was blind to him mm -hmm. because he isolated her, mm -hmm. right? He had five kids by five different women while he was married to his wife, okay? Imagine what kind of life she had. Chaos. Chaos. Now, did she surrender some of her freedom when it comes to love for this feeling of security? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure she knew he had money. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, she probably knew that they were doing well. I'm sure she did. I'm sure she did. Yeah. You know, and she was going to accept him having five kids with five different women while they were married. Was she in the Matrix? She's living in that little reality. I, mean, I don't want to know nothing. That's like she's in her. She's in her. She's in her little bubble. She's in her she? world. Just like don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. So I mean, granted, I don't know that for sure. So but. I don't know it either. But that's kind of what I used in this song. But yeah, and and this was the 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 character I was trying to create in this section of the song. And it's not. I know it's not obvious, right? But to me, she was a little bit like we are today where she's willing to sacrifice a few things for the feeling of security. Yeah. You know, and it's just, <clears throat> when you don't, if you don't know, it doesn't hurt you. You know, so a lot of people I have, uh, I work with somebody that, uh, that's the main reason why she doesn't read the news, doesn't look at any videos. She just goes, she goes, because my life feels good not knowing. And she's like, I'm never worrying about anything else. I worry about my, my kids and her partner, those things. And I'm like, all right, fair enough. Like, yeah. And then I'm her news person. But she's like, Hey, what is that? What is going on over there? I'll be like, just tell her what's going on real quick. But, um, yeah, I mean, teach their own bro. You know, does she know about that conflict that's happening right now? I mean, we told her about it. <laughs> yeah. We were, we, uh, we tell her, we, we, my, my office is actually pretty p politically, invested hip. you guys are hip 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 to politics yeah okay uh, so we just we talk about a lot of it um internally and like i was saying we have some it's hilarious because we have the dumbest conversations you could have of all time but then we also have some really enlightened conversations uh where we find out about each other and like we grow as a little team you know we really are we um we made it a point and i made this a point don't ever call your work family 
Mm. It's not, we're not a family. No, we're a team. Yeah. Because family means that you can treat each other like shit and you're still going to be there. You know, I ain't just going to pass you the ball then, bro. We good. Keep doing your thing. <laughs> keep running that. Keep running the play, but just, just you're not going to get the ball. I'm letting you know because you're a piece of shit. Like, but I ain't like that, man. So it's cool. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that like in the reality that we are in today, uh-huh. I think that there is uh, a willingness to surrender a lot of freedom in our society. Um, just because people are so fucking busy, they don't want to think about they it. Want, okay, bro. I had I heard someone say this before, and even it was actually from my mother brought it up, and she said to me one time, she goes. Would you give up your right to vote to clear all your debt? And where'd you hear that? She goes, I don't know. I was reading it somewhere. And I go, huh. I go, it's coming. And when I go, I go, you want to know what's funny about that, Ma? I go, that's fake money. I go, it's not even real. I go, that's what's crazy is they're, they're literally taking away votes with fake money. Mm. I go, they just created this money and they said it's worth something. So then you believe it's actually worth something. But the world knows actually what the value of the dollar. Like you telling me that China don't know? They own 60% of it, mm. 40, maybe some say 60, but yeah, it's, that's, it's wild. <laughs> Pretty crazy. You know that? Well, it just amazes me how many, um, different versions of reality exist these days. Yeah. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. And, you know, I, I kind of think that we're at this place where we doubt everything. I do. I have, like I told you, anytime I get a news alert, I just go, okay, what else? Like, what really happened? I don't even, I like, I like literally go past the news. When I say it, I'm like, all right, time for me. Or if I see like something about like Britney Spears in the news, I'm like, all right, what the fuck is really going down right now? Cause there's some shit, man. There's no way that that's the most important thing in the world right now. It's some crazy, not crazy. Well, some isolated woman throwing some knives in the air last week. I saw a thousand times. Mm. It's like, bro, that's not the most important thing. It's like, there's some shit that's happening in Gaza right now. I mean, World's a dangerous place right now, dude. Yeah, people are dangerous. People they can are be dangerous. People are dangerous. They can be. What was what was the main point of that fucking Matrix movie? Was it just to wake up and get out of the fucking spot, or or was there another point to that fucking movie? Well, I think there's two you know, obviously that to like see reality, but then there's also believing in yourself mm. to believing in something like, you know, it was before, I mean, that scene where he ends up, you know, basically stopping the bullets and everything. It's like, no, no, stop, stop, stop. I remember that. Like, no tank, stop, stop, stop. What's he doing? He's believing. He's starting to believe. And you, and you do though, you know, I mean, bro, I told you right now, I'm in that flow state. I'm starting to feel like I'm floating through the matrix. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. You can see the O's and ones. No, I mean, I do see zeros and ones a lot, but it's just because I win, you know? Mm. Uh, no, I'm just joking. That was a fucking line. Um, but no, I'm just starting. I mean, I'm starting to feel like this flow state in my life. And I'm sure that's like what it feels like to be free. Like this is the most free I've ever felt in my life because of finances. Mm. Like we were talking about. And I first five episodes or whatever, I was like, oh, I don't know if it's this. Nah, bro, it is. Like I've come Power. to, well, now that I, in the last year, I'll just say, um, I've, gr- I've, I've got a couple more zeros in my life. So yeah, yeah. I believe in power a little bit more now that I have a little. So, um, you were right. Like I, I, I agree with you now on that. So 
Okay. Yeah. Took a little while. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't have it. That's why, you know, I mean, I did, it's not like I'm balling out of control now, but I'm definitely a lot more comfortable than I was a year ago. So, so here's another question. The reality that most Americans are living in, do you think that they are actively participating in the creation of that reality? No, because people follow trends. And this is the freedom that I think we've given up because mm-hmm. we're not active participants in our own freedom. It's, you're, yes, and you're, you're, more, you're more likely to follow, you know, follow the trend. But what I mean by that is, you know, you're more likely to stay in, like, just stay in line because if you're not, you're going to fall behind, if that makes sense. Um, it's like, you, if you, like, don't know about the new stuff going on, it's like, what have you been up to, bro? What have you been doing? You're like, you're like the bad person for not knowing certain things. Mm. You know, I have old guy, old guy, I, I could say his name, but older guy that I work with. He's, it's just fun to hear him talk sometimes because it's so generational. Now, but, how old is this motherfucker? Is he like a, a year older than me? Don't tell me he's like a year older how than old me. How old are you? 53. Oh shit, he's younger than, no, oh, just kidding, yeah, I'm just kidding, dude. I'm just fucking kidding with you. There's no, a whole he, motherfucker. No, he's, he's a six. 65, maybe 67. Okay. So he is an old motherfucker. Older. He's getting older, but he's, he's an old fuck. He's a young 67, like very vibrant guy and like does that. You know, like you, you a young 52. You a young 52. I am a young 52 and I'm 53. I, you, you look 50. Uh, <laughs> you look 50. You look good, man. You're holding it together, yeah, yeah, motherfucker. You hold it down. You hold it down. But uh, just hearing him say certain things sometimes, you realize how much like freedom we've actually have lost. Mm. He tells me certain things and he, he goes, he goes, it is for the betterment, man. I know like seatbelts and everything, but he goes, he goes, man, he goes, I say some people sometimes and he was, he goes, I don't mean it's any bad way, but bro, if you're going to be stupid enough to do that, do we want to have another round of you? Like he didn't say it quite like that, but he's like, I'm not sure if it's the best person to be letting make decisions if they don't think that a seatbelt is actually going to help them. Because mm. a seatbelt is pretty safe, you know, or like someone who gets drunk in the car, like you can't drink anymore. You know, there was that one. It's like, yeah, man, you're kind of a dangerous person when you're blacked out on the road. You know, you had your freedom, but now it's dangerous. You're dangerous now. So it's not, you know, but just interesting to say that. He was like, those aren't good things. He's like, there's some freedoms that are okay that, you know, that get taken away. Mm -hmm. Those things. But then he goes, but then it's a slippery slope. And he goes, and that's what's so weird about it all. Because he goes, once you take something away for the betterment, it's easy to take another thing and another thing and another thing and another well, thing. Well, here's the crazy thing, okay? Right. Like, I, I personally believe that the environmental catastrophe that's been happening and brewing is is happening. The last couple of days? No, no, no. Just uh, oh, in general. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. Like, I, I when I was back in the 90s, I lived for a little while with a rocket scientist and he tuned me up to the whole thing back then because he was, he was working for NASA. He had spent six months stationed in Antarctica and the environment on in his life was already on his mind as a scientist. And he kind of got me thinking along those, those lines back in the 90s, right? So I've kind of been in that little reality where most people have caught up to that yeah, reality. For you know? sure. And and today there's a lot of things that's happening in the environment and we have this vision, everybody does, of of the, of the state of things. Either we think that things are out of control or or that they're perfectly fine and it's all bullshit. You know what I mean? But but somewhere along the line there is a reality to the way that the environment is. Mm-hmm. And and what scares me is what freedoms we might give up for that to be fixed. Dude, I don't know. Okay, so here's a question. Yeah. 
right? Like gasoline is one of the things that they say is is creating this problem, right? Oil, gas, all this driving, right? Um, am I going to limit your freedom for the security of the planet and tell you you can't drive? I mean, they are, I mean, they will eventually. It seems to be going, it in, seems that going direction. in that direction. Yeah. Everything's about this light rail, right? Mm -hmm. You look at the construction in Seattle, uh, a lot of parking garages are going away. They don't want people driving into the city anymore, right? But here's the thing that, that makes me nervous is that if you can afford those really expensive electric cars that are going to come out, you know, with all the technology, then you can drive. You'll have the freedom. But certain people won't be able to do it. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're going to buy into the narrative and, and surrender our vehicles and all this and that for the, for the environment. You know, when there's, there's a lot of other things that we could be doing to address this. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I've talked about this is, is hydroponically growing food locally instead of shipping it all over the United States. Mm -hmm. You know, we could grow everything we need here in this area and not have to transport it fucking miles and miles. Dude, if and we miles. really wanted to, you could really grow your own food inside your house. Yeah. If you really needed to. But they don't want that. No. You know what I mean? So this is what this is the matrix thing that scares me is is what narrative is being sold under the under the ideas of fear and uncertainty. And what are we going to agree to? What are we going to accept? What reality are we going to get comfortable within? And further details of this continuing story. You know, it's funny because they say things like, you know, I'll, I'll take this because I, I, I don't want to see it get any worse, even though it's slowly getting worse. Yeah. Like, and you think like you're, you're part of it's like, bro, but I'm okay right now. I have everything. It's like, even though your food has gone up 17%. Oh my goodness. Or 24%. So like, okay. Yeah. Congratulations. But it ain't all about you, sister. It ain't all about you, brother. You know, it's like, bro, this is affecting a lot of people, man. And um, but it's blind. You know, we say certain things of, um, you know, you just don't, you just don't see it happening. Like we we talked about multiple times. Like you just don't see it happening. Mm. And it's so crazy because you know if you don't reflect on your moments, like I told you, one of my friends, uh, Marcy Projects, that's what I call him. He. Uh, he would always say like, you know, every couple of years, look back and see what freedoms you lost. Yeah. He goes, it's interesting because you start looking back and you're like, holy shit. Holy shit. Bro, I didn't even know so many things like that were happening. Like if you tell like this was going to happen 20 years from now, I would have been like, yeah, okay. And we are blind to it. 100%. We're like Ray Charles and his wife. We can't see what the fuck's going on in front of us. Call me Delia. But, you know, uh, the, the thing that his mom said to him uh, shaped his life. When, when Ray Charles was young, his mother looked at him and said, listen, you're blind, but you ain't stupid. stupid. Right? So um, Ray Charles talked about this. He said, you know, he, uh, a lot of people, a lot of blind people learn to play the guitar, and he never wanted to learn to play the guitar because a lot of blind people played the guitar and would ask for handouts. So for him, that instrument was like a surrender of weakness. Mm, okay. Right? So this is why he wanted to learn the piano. He mm, saw that this was something that gave him power. Right? So one, one of the things about Ray Charles is he kind of lived in isolation his whole life. 
And, and not just because he was blind, but by the way that he lived, right? Um, he was married, but he never really had that real lasting connection, you know? Um, he found love on the road, but it was never real, right? Like nobody was ever there for him when it really mattered. You know what I mean? He lived alone and isolated all the fucking time. You know, just like those people in the matrix that's fucking plugged in the machine. Yeah. It's just those right? eight or whatever it is, the eight or nine of them. Yeah. That's it. Fear, 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 dude, fear, you know, wanting to be comfortable. Even when he had enough money to ba basically live any kind of way that he wanted to, you know, he's out on the road all the time traveling, right? Could have had his wife come out with him. For sure. On the road. You know what I mean? But he lives in a, a life of, of being isolated from everybody around him. Um, his music was the one thing that allowed him to kind of connect to the outside world. And I think that, um, I think he had a, a good life, but he, I also think he had a very tough life, you know? Um, now, what does all this have to do with, with where we are today? You know what I mean? Um, do we want to be isolated like Ray was? Or we want to have some kind of connection. I want connections. I want some connections too. And I think that somewhere along the line, we have to start um, being willing to be com not, not comfortable all the time. We have to be willing to be- He's vulnerable. Comfortable in the uncomfortable. And yeah, vulnerable. There you go. Vulnerable. You know, pay attention to what's going on. Mm -hmm. And say, is this the way we want to go? Yeah. Because I, I think we're going down this road in America that it's, um, we just want everything to be like nice on the surface. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't want everybody fighting and arguing at Thanksgiving. Mm -mm -mm. No. Just no. Let's, let's have some nice just, turkey dinners. Yeah. I like, it's okay. We can, we can just not, we don't have to talk about anything. But we got some fucking problems, dude, but with we the do. wars, with the environment, with nuclear stuff. I mean, just problem after problem after problem. But are we just going to bury our head in the matrix? Ride it out? Nah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not either. Yeah, I'm not. I want them red pill matrix type of facts. You know what I'm saying? I'll take a double dose if I could. <laughs> All right. So I don't know if we necessarily figured out anything on this fucking episode, dude. <laughs> Who knows? Um, who knows? We're in the matrix. That's we're what in I the do matrix. Know. That I do know. We're in the matrix. We're in, we're in that, uh, you know, that hell place on this album, right? Last couple songs, Crush, Glitch. Insane. And it's hot down there. Oh, dude, we're in the middle of hell. It's fucking hot. Sometimes it gets a little confusing in hell. <laughs> yeah. There's no directions down here. No. I don't get any service. My app isn't working. Oh. <laughs> But anyway, so this is this is the album. Um, this is the song Glitch. Uh, and, and we're trying to find a little bit of reality in our life. And I think the thing that, that distorts reality more than anything is fear. Um, and I think as long as we're, we're, we're inside of fear, uh, we're missing those connections. And we're missing the things that's going on around us. So... How are you going to get out of fear these days? A couple of big, bold, bad men getting scared to death by a six-bit cap pistol. Well, what I do is I just remind myself of my strengths a lot. Um, I look out for opportunities to try to be a solution. I 
try to read things that people tell me not to say or not to read. I have, you know, I, I have made it a point to have open conversations with people without getting angry. Hmm. Um, and that's, you know, it's been very good. Um, I'm trying to just maintain myself of being open constantly to new information and new people's opinions and their thoughts. Uh, I'm a teach their own. That's my thing. And I want to, I want to hear like why you think the way you think, like I'm generally interested in like, how did you come to that thought? And not to say you're right or wrong. It's just, you know, it's your opinion. So you're right in your mind. So I just, I'm just curious though, why, why you think that way. And I think, I think this way, like, I'm just curious about those things. And so, and I've, I've noticed that I'm just a lot more calm ever since I've wanted, I'm like openly looking for this information about people. Um, I'm a generally calm person now. Is the world bigger or smaller? I think it seems smaller right now. Smaller? Yeah. Okay. Cause I'm starting to get in, like involved with people constantly. I'm talking to people constantly and it just, I start, well, I just laugh when I, okay. So I got a, a resume today. And I started, and I got, the guy went to the same high school as me in 1985. Mm. I mean, out of everything in the world, he was living in New Mexico and Delaware. And he just moved back here. And I was like, dude, what crazy world. That's f- so cool. And right away I was like, hey man, um, I went to Eisenhower too. Didn't even say hello. He goes, okay. And uh, But that's how I broke my eyes. Yeah. You know, and I was like, my bad, bro. This is Ace Cannon from, <laughs> and I, then we started talking. And, all of, and then it was like over with, and we were, started talking about back in the day and this, 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 this. And it was fun to reminisce with somebody. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, that's community, man. That's an OG. Listen to them. Mm. They know what's up. All right. Well, I, I think we're, uh, we're floundering now. We need to kind of rein this thing into the end. Um, cause, uh, I don't know how much more we could talk about this <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, but it has been another week with us here on the truth power podcast. This song is glitch and we're, we're starting to question our reality a little bit. Um, do you have any parting thoughts, Mr. Ace Cannon? Be nice this week to yourself. Hmm. Drink water. Always. <laughs> Got it right here, baby. All right. This has been the Truth Power Podcast. I am Curious G. It's your boy Ace Cannon. And we are out. This has been the Truth Power Podcast. I am Curious G. Next week, we're going to be diving into another song altogether. This track is Touch. 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 Fall away from Rand. Love, touch, touch I don't know if I know you much Touch, needles, pins, needles That old quick what's up feeling Some likes it hot, some likes it rough Some distract then don't feel much Do we sell self off as a skin doll crush? Convince ourselves it's safe to fall Hold up, wait, shall I lose myself, yo, in this play? Sex of mine, more than frame Pictures perfect, subtle game Butterfly pinned, death display Under glass, under sway Winds rub, summon rain Let's cut up this page white plane From my touch that often stains Roughneck love, yo, that's my name Touch, touch I fall away from random love Touch, touch I don't know if I know you that much Touch, touch Fall away
away from random love Touch, touch I don't know if I know you that much